I'm about to say a dirty word here. So just get ready. It's commissions. So a lot of times we get asked, well, how do you guys get paid for all the work that you do for me? And it's a very common question. There's a bunch of different ways that advisors get paid. And so we thought, you know, everyone's thinking this question, let's just break down all the different avenues that an advisor can get paid, just so you know. And, and if you are talking to one or you're thinking about it, you know the right questions to ask. So we're talking about commissions. We're talking about fee only. We're talking about fee based today. Yeah, so what this the purpose of this episode today is to really kind of give you a well-rounded approach so you understand how advisors get paid, um, just so you're aware. That's the whole purpose. We're not trying to say one is better than the other, so we hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, if you have not done so on whatever platform you're listening to us, please make sure you uh, click on the subscribe or follow button so that you can get up uh, informed when we have a new episode coming out. Every Monday, we have an interview. Every Wednesday, we do what's called Retirement in Action. So we invite you to be able to listen to all of those shows. If you've not had a chance also, go check out our website, pomwealth.net, and uh, you'll find a wealth of information there. But before we get started with this episode, we need to do a quick disclosure, and we'll get started. That's right. The information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your specific situation. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stancil and Merce Tariq. Welcome to our retirement in action episode. And we are so happy to have you with us today uh, to talk about, again, another topic that we feel we get asked a lot, we feel that is important for you to understand. And that question is, is how do financial advisors get paid? I'll walk you through what kind of this looks like in a, in a real meeting setting. You know, a lot of times people will come in and we'll talk and we'll have conversations, whether it be on phone or on Zoom or in the office. And what they'll say is at some point they'll say, well, this, this sounds really good. And we really like what you guys are talking to us about, but I need to understand how do you get paid? And that is a good question. And the reason why is because there are a number of ways that a financial advisor could get paid. And today, what we're going to do is break it down into three categories and then help you to appreciate what that would look like. So if you took all the different ways that a financial advisor could get paid, you would break it down into three major areas. One is commission, meaning they're going to sell you a product. And when they sell the product, they're going to get a commission. The second area is what is called fee only which means they sell nothing to you that is commission. Everything they do is going to be based on a fee. And then there is something that's in the middle called fee-based, which means they can assist you with products that are commission-based. 
and then they can charge fees. So we kind of want you to understand the premise of this particular episode is to help you to understand what to ask the advisor about and to understand what that means to you. So you, that you're all on the same page. And also, so there's nothing hidden. Uh, we think it's important for you to understand exactly how these things occur. So let's just handle the one that has probably been around the longest. Well, I will say it has been around the longest and that is commissions. Um, you go way back and commissions have been around, whether that's a commission just to make a trade for you, to buy or sell a stock. It used to just be all commission. So Merce, can you kind of walk us through kind of what that looks like and maybe some of the areas that that affects the most? Yeah, yeah, and I think I agree. I think it's always important to know when you're working with somebody, someone's handling your money, I think it's always important to know how you are compensating them. And sometimes you don't see it. And that's just the nature of how the investment world works. Sometimes you don't fully see it or it's not transparent. And I know there's a lot of stuff going on right now to make things like mutual funds and, and REITs and everything like this way more transparent to the end consumer. Um, but that's kind of why we decided to do this, uh, this episode is because we get the question all the time. And so in the world of commissions, you know, you've, you've probably heard some stories here and there about commissions being paid all over the place and why to never go buy a commissionable product because the advisor is really just trying to sell it just to make a commission. And that's not always the case. There are good products out there that are commissionable. Uh, we fully agree that, you know, and sometimes you just can't get around a commission. So in the world of insurance, that is a commissionable product, whether you're buying a life insurance uh, plan, or if you're buying an annuity, uh, the insurance company is going to pay the advisor who sells it a commission. And that's part of, you know, the, 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 the compensation to the advisor for going out and talking about their product. And then also not just selling it, but also they're getting paid that commission to service the product as long as it's under their, under their agent name. So, Sometimes when you buy an annuity, you're in that annuity from anywhere from three, five, seven, 12, 15 years. Well, the agreement with the insurance company is, hey, we're going to pay you commission. And it's your job now to service that client over the period of time that they're in that product. So um, life insurance, very similar, uh, commission-based. Uh, the advisor is going to either receive a commission up front or they're going to receive a commission where they just um, they get a piece of it every single year, as long as you continue to pay your premiums. And as long as you keep that life insurance, um, what they call in force. So keep it, keeping it still alive. Um, then you've got the world of mutual funds, probably the most common investment for anyone. You've got mutual funds all over your 401k. You've got mutual funds. If you go to a broker, um, and then, and then you can go buy them yourself. So in the world of mutual funds, there's a couple or really three major different types of, of mutual funds that you can purchase. <clears throat> You've got what they call A shares, B, share, B shares, and C shares. Your A shares are going to be commissionable. And typically what they're talking about there is um, a, a load or a upfront cost of entering into this mutual fund. And so let's say you go to an advisor and he says, hey, you should buy this mutual fund and it's a class A share, whatever it is. Well, that advisor is going to get a percentage right up front. So let's say, and I don't know what that number is. We don't work in the, in the A share mutual fund world, but let's just say it's 5%. And so you put in $1,000 into this mutual fund. Um, 
you're actually going to end, end up putting $950 into the mutual fund. That 5% is going as a commission to the advisor. Then you've got the B shares where they say it's a back end load fee where there is no upfront cost to getting into it. Um, but then at the time of sale, so let's say you buy that $1,000 mutual fund you put, and you actually put $1,000 in, you decide to sell it a few years later, there's going to be a back end load or a charge at the end of it uh, that is going to go to the advisor. So a couple of different ways that a mutual fund has its commissions. Also, mutual funds have fees within it as well. And that's another way is that rather than having an upfront or a back end load, the advisor could just get paid on an annual basis based on what the agreement is with the mutual fund and the broker dealer. And so it could just be an annual fee anywhere from a quarter of a percent to a percent on average that the advisor is receiving as a annual commission rather than an upfront or a backend fee. Um, and then you've got mutual funds out there that have no loads and no fees to them. Um, and sometimes you may say, well, that's the best thing for me to do. And that's kind of the the, the, the pro thought process out there in the world of investing, let's try to reduce our fees as much as possible. But there's also caveats that come with that as well. Maybe the advisor isn't receiving a commission, um, but there are other fees within that as well as you have holding periods to the mutual fund. And if you don't hold it for a certain period of time, then you're going to get caught, you're going to get charged uh, essentially an early withdrawal penalty from the mutual fund. So once again, all we are saying is that once you decide to enter into a mutual fund or any commissionable type product, uh, just be sure you do your research, ask the question of, hey, how am I going to be paying you? We get that question asked all the time. And quite honestly, we don't mind that question. It's, the, it's a very good question to ask you. It's good to understand what you're doing in, as you enter into that relationship with the advisor. Another big one is on the commissionable side is REITs. And REITs stand for real estate investment trust. And I'm going to let Raiden take this one and kind of go through how this one works as far as how, how the advisor gets paid on it. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. Yeah, so there's really two ways that you can do the real estate investment trust. Uh, the most common is, again, a commission. And that means that if you put $100,000 into the real estate investment trust, the uh, advisor is going to get paid a commission of, let's say, three, four, five percent. Now, in this particular case, uh, it does not come out of your principal. It just the, the, the real estate investment trust puts the money up front. They pay the advisor. But you as the person are required to leave your money there for a number of years. And that can vary based on the real estate investment trust. Now, you can also do it not paying a commission. And we'll talk about that in a moment. So, Really, all of those categories that Merce went through, uh, you just want to understand what, what they are. Just for example, even on the mutual funds, on the A shares, you can waive, uh, the advisor can waive the commissions and go no commissions. Well, why would they do that? We'll talk about that in just a minute. I do want you to understand this, though. And the reason why I want to bring this up is I want to make a comparison to other industries. 
So if you go and you buy a mortgage, for example, the, the, the person selling you the mortgage, the mortgage broker can actually decide to lower their commission to give you a better rate. Or if let's say you've got bad credit, they can actually say, you know, you know what, I got to do more work here. So I'm going to increase my commission, which means your rate is higher. Or go to a real estate agent. A real estate agent can say, you know what, I'm an excellent real estate agent. So I'm going to charge you more money because I have a bigger network and I can sell your house faster. And another mortgage broker, or I'm sorry, real estate agent might say, you know what, I'm really new. I want your business. So I'll cut my commission. The, in the um, financial services industry in insurance, mutual funds, and real estate investment trust are all extremely regulated. So they have to get those commissions approved with the regulatory and the agent in any one of those categories has no, there's nothing they can do with it. They're, they're going to get it no matter what. And it's going to be the exact amount that was approved. I just want you to understand there's no wiggle room there that an, that an agent or somebody who's getting commissions could say, I, let's lower it and give you a better rate. That's just not possible. So wanted to say that. Now, let's move on to the next category. The next category is fee only. So fee only means that as an advisor, if I have that classification, I cannot be a part of earning money in any way other than a fee. I cannot help you with a product that gives me a commission. So if I am looking at your financial plan and I determine, or we determine that, hey, you know what? You need life insurance. You need an annuity. You need, you know, something that's commissionable that you can't get without paying a commission. Then that advisor has to refer you to somebody else. They cannot be a part of the transaction, financially speaking. So it's very restricted to fee only. Now there's a couple different types of fees. There are hourly fees, which means you come to the advisor and they say, hey, I'll help you. And I'm going to charge you $150, $200, $300 an hour or whatever it might be, or a flat rate. Hey, to do this deal, I'm going to charge you $3,000 to be able to help you with your financial plan. And then there's what's called asset-based. And an asset-based fee means I charge you a percentage of the money that we are managing or the size of your estate, either one of those. If you make more money, then the advisor makes more money. If you make less money, the advisor makes less money. A lot of people like that because everybody's in the same boat. So two extremes there. One is commission only. They can't earn a fee legally. The other is fee only, and they cannot have that classification if they get commissions. So there's pros and cons there. One is they can only help you in those categories. They can't go outside of those two categories. Then there's a third area. And the third area kind of opens the person up to be able to do all of those things. So can you explain that, Merce, for us? Yeah, yeah. And that third area is fee-based. And so what that means is exactly what Raiden just said. It opens the advisor up to be able to do fee-only representation as well as commission-based rep representation. You put those two together and that becomes fee-based. So um, let's say you work with an advisor and they manage money in the stock market for you. And they, they manage that uh, for a percentage of the assets that, that are being managed. And then also, they're, you know, as a uh, financial planner, they're, they're, they uncover the need for some life insurance. Or maybe you say, hey, I would like, I have this plan to give some money 
or leave some money behind to my kids and I want to do that through life insurance, well, a fee-only advisor would say, hey, I think that's great. It makes perfect sense. I, unfortunately, I cannot sell that to you because I am fee-only. And he would have to refer you to someone else or a partner or someone, something like that, that they have the ability to sell that life insurance plan to you. The fee-based person says, hey, I think that's a great plan. It makes perfect sense based on your wishes and based on your goals. And so let's take a look at some life insurance products that, that could possibly work out for you. Um, and so they have the ability to do both, uh, which comes in, I would say, very handy. Um, as long as you're working with uh, someone, in our opinion, needs to be a fiduciary. So fiduciaries typically are certified financial planners like we are, um, or anybody that, is, that states themselves as a fiduciary. They typically have a, a license that's associated that ho holds them to that standard, which by the way, fiduciary is the, the client has to be the ultimate goal. So an advisor can never work um, for that client trying to serve their own purposes. It has to be everything is about the client and making sure that they are taken care of. And yeah, if money is made, the money is made. But first of all, we have to take care of the client as a fiduciary. So a uh, huge advantage in that situation is, is that if you're working with a fiduciary that is fee-based, well, they can manage the money in the market. They can take care of any of the life insurance, annuity, REIT needs, whatever it is uh, that you need for your overall holistic financial plan. And then it's all in one place. And then you don't have to go bouncing around between different advisors. So um, I would, I see that as a major plus. Yeah. And the thing is, is that if you're working with a fee-based or even a fee-only uh, advisor, anytime there's what's called a conflict of interest, they have to disclose it. So you take, for example, Merce and I, we work on what is called a fee-based uh, arrangement. So that means we can do some things that are commission-based and majority of what we do is based on a fee. But if we ever make a recommendation or we talk about a product like an insurance product, for example, that we get a commission, we have to fully disclose that to the client, let the client know exactly what's happening, why we're recommending it. And 99% of the time, we don't make that recommendation and say, you need to do that and try to sell it. We just say, hey, here's an option. Here's another option. You get to pick between those two options as to what you want, because you can do it over in the fee world and you can do it in the commission world. And then you get to make that decision. I think that the, what we wanted to make sure we do in this particular episode is to make you aware when you're talking to somebody and they, if they ever, sometimes people will try to use what is, I think of as slick language, meaning they say, hey, you can do this product. It doesn't cost you anything. Um, the insurance company is taking care of me on the backside. That's called a commission. There's no reason to try to say that slick. It, it's built into the rate. So ultimately, it does cost you a little bit because I got to pay the commission out of it. So let's just understand how it works. And then as long as you know how you're paying for it, then that's okay. It's not, none of these are like saying that's evil or bad or whatever it is. Let's understand it. And none of these are superior. They're just different. So just understand those elements. But we hope this gives you a nice round uh, understanding of fees and how to pay an advisor. Uh, we do recommend that if you want more information, visit our website, pomwealth.net. If you visit the blog page, we have a lot of articles. We'll have an article on this particular topic as well. So check that article out. Might help you to read through it and understand it a little bit better. Also, we offer a free complimentary um, uh, course online, a masterclass called Three Keys to Secure Your Retirement. If you've not had a chance to listen to that, we encourage you to do that as well. We uh, 
certainly appreciate you listening to our podcast. We hope it's beneficial. We look forward to talking to you next week. All right, everyone, that wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.